Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, one and all. This is Bakabytes, a show where we talk about what we are watching this week in anime. I am your host, Frank Furter, and with me today is my co-host, the Margarita Annihilator, Magically Average, Happity, Happity, Happy National Margarita wow. Day. <laughs> I was like, someone, someone's been drinking a lot of margaritas. I had one at dinner, but also just like, I started a new job on Monday, aka yesterday, and yeah. it's, it's day two. And my brain is just it's smooth. It's, it's, sm- it's a, smooth, baby. It's very smooth. Brain. It is so smooth. You could land a plane on it. I feel like I make that joke almost every episode now. Yeah. Yeah. We got to find out right. what else can land on smooth objects. Tell us after the episode. Uh, <laughs> so smooth, you could skip it across a pond. You could skip rocks across it. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um. Okay. So today. We've is probably going to be a shorter episode. Who knows? We'll probably get on some sort of stupid tangent, but um, like I will, always, I will be talking about what I watched over the break, which is next to nothing, kinda. Uh, t- uh magically average. We'll talk about Akabi. Uh, we'll talk about Attack on Titan, my dress up darling Bisco, and then we're gonna kick you the heck out of here. So to hop right into it, I had all of last week off, and what did I do? I caught up on video games. What didn't I do? Catch up on anime. So, uh, yeah, we, uh, we, the only thing I had planned. The annoying of, thing too, is that you made a schedule. I you did. like, we, we had a discord call like I Monday did. of your, like your first day off. And you're like, look, I made a schedule. And I was like, good for you. Because when I have time off, I normally dick around and don't get anything accomplished, but you have a set agenda for each day. Almost time stamped too, it seemed like of like at this yep. point in like at noon I have to switch off and do something different. And I'm like, good on you. And I check in with you halfway through and I'm like, hey, have you watched Overlord? You're like, Nope, getting started eventually. And I'm like, God damn it. No, no, Frank. no, 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 no. I started it on time. 
I started it on time. My power went out, so I got behind. The next day, I continued Conveniently. watching Conveniently. Okay, you know what? Let's just hop into it. The most of what I've watched last week was Overlord. I was supposed to watch all three seasons. I had it timestamped to where I would watch all three seasons. Guess who didn't watch all three seasons? This lad. This lad did not watch all three seasons. I watched about a season and maybe a half. And I... If I'm going to be brutally, brutally honest, which, when am I never brutally honest? Like, you know, I was going to say, like, you could just say you're going to be you. Yeah, I'm going to be me. Uh, I missed the hype train on this one because I don't, I don't fucking understand why this is such a good show. I really don't. Like, season one was such, like, I'm, I guess I'm really over power fantasy shows, isekai, whatever you want to fucking call it. But, like, I don't mind a good isekai. I don't mind a good power fantasy show. What I do mind is I'm going to use this magic spell, explain what the magic spell is as I'm using it, or after I use it, and be like, you can't beat this magic spell because of blibbity blop movements and stuff, and then you're going to counter it with your own magic spell, but guess what? I've got a magic spell to counter your magic spell, and we're going to go in fucking circle jerk order to where one of us loses. Season 1 was an absolute clusterfuck of just why. Why, why, why are you talking yourself in fucking circles? Just use yeah. the powers, use the moves. Who gives a shit if it's level 7? Who gives a shit if it's a god tier spell? You're in a fucking world that just, like, you, you're stuck in now. Seemingly, it's completely different from the game, but not really, but kinda. And now you're just like, I'm gonna take more than half of this entire first season to just explain stupid spells that I'm gonna use and burn and oh no I can't get them back oh well I wasted them why 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 I don't understand why are you just giving this exposition on shit that doesn't really matter why and then it's like okay I finished season one I told them I was like you guys like I just I maybe I missed I missed the train on this who knows everybody's like no 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 dude 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 Dude, dude, watch season two. So much better. Watch season two, dude. I'm like, okay, fine. We'll start season two. I think I got five episodes in. Five or six out of the 13 for season two. Each season, 13. I don't understand this show. I don't. Fucking Boney McBone Lord fucking... What is his name? Einzul Gaon. Einzul Gaon or Mamona? Mamonga. Mamonga? Mamonga. (laughs) Anywho, fucking Boney McBone Boy is just like, hey, you there, Mr. Silver Zakata guy, go and kill these lizard people so we can make them all into our lizard dead army. And we have more minions. He's like, okay, but I'm going to give you some weak-ass units. Okay, instead of it just starting the battle and just fucking making like a quarter of an episode to an episode of like, I did the thing, it's, hey, we're going to spend three episodes or two episodes about these lizard people that we're about to fucking annihilate. Who gives a rat's ass? You, You fucking killed all the important ones that you spent all your fucking time on except for the female one uh, the female lizard and then you bring back 
the boy lizard who's in love with the female lizard, and now they're your fucking, like, uh, they're your the underlings. But it's just like, why? Why spend all this fucking time on these lizard folk that, from what you've told me, are very minor characters, or semi-minor characters, going forward? Why would you spend... Th- I don't understand. I... Everybody's off. You're gonna love this show. This show's gonna be the greatest fucking show you've ever seen, eh? Like, oh my god, it's gonna be the next coming of goddamn freaking isekais. You won't believe it, eh? Fucking what? What? I made you watch Attack on Titan. A lot of people, myself included, really like Attack on Titan, even if some of it is shit. I can't get past any of this. This is like watching Dragon Ball Z, but different. Like, Are you done? That, I, uh, yeah, because I stopped. <laughs> he, I literally stopped after he revived fucking Lizard Boy Golem. Just like, oh, sir, you revived me. I'm gonna be your master. Your, your underling Don't be now. a free elf. Don't be um, a free elf. That's I'm now a slave to you. Like, what the fuck is this? I, uh, so- you can I, you can do your rebuttal, but like I just I don't no no I don't have a rebuttal. I, I don't, don't have a rebuttal. Dude, I missed the hype it's, train on this one. This this train is no, gone. No, no, no. That's it's totally fair. The reason why I like it is because it's so insane over the top. Because the whole the whole idea about it is that it's an is a an actual player of the video game where this entirety of the show takes place logs on for one last time before the servers go down. And somehow his character is still able to roam about when the servers supposedly go down. Right, that's the whole point of this is the show is that like he his character Einzulgaun or Momonga is just a character in a video game, but he's still being controlled. But it's not like you know Sword Art Online where he like gets transported through his fucking computer like into the hardware and it's like he is now in the game. Like he's still just playing the game. How do we like know the motherfucker didn't have like a heart attack and die at midnight and now he's just like, he's hey, still, my soul is still in the, the game. They break the fourth wall, dude. They still literally talks like as himself referring right. to himself. What if his soul is like stuck in the game like it was for fucking sword art and then he like gets Whatever. out and he's just like, oh, that, I'm actually dead and now I'm going to heaven. Wee. That's besides the point. It, the no, reason it's not why... besides the point? No, it's not besides the point that I didn't even fucking bring up, and here I'm going to bring oh, it up. Oh, my God. What? Fucking terrible-ass CGI. I don't care. Yeah, like, the CGI it was, is it, not... The CGI season yeah. one, I'll give it, it was, like, early 2010s. Like, that's fine. But season two was, like, middle to, or like, later 2010s. Oh. And it's, yeah, still, no. it's still dog shit. Like, There's just a, it, fucking it's... do... Commit to one or the other. Please. Please I do remember it. watching season three and being surprised at how much the quality bumped up. But no, I mean, like all your points are valid. Like it's not a show where I'm like, holy shit, this is literally, literally rivals the best of the best isekais. I'm like, it's just a fun show where I turn my brain off and I watch a dude who's basically God tier in World of Warcraft go and fuck up a bunch of NPCs because he can. Like, that's that's the quote, premise of the show. And I quote. This is literally a really good show. This is it not. is. It's a it's a it's a good show just to turn your brain this off is, and go. This is like saying the fucking uh, what's the goddamn old men muscly eighties men coming together? The Expendables. This is like saying the Expendables is a good fucking movie. No, it's not. No, it's not. This is no no. Fuck off with that. There's, I I I 
I'm not going to sit here and tell you you should finish it because you definitely don't have to. I, I <laughs> owe it to you. I owe it to you, and I don't want to be fucking beat up by Lobo if I don't finish it. So I will finish it, but I'm not going to like it. I'm it, just going to tell you now. If Unless so, something drastically changes about this show, I'm not going to like it. So the the part where you ended is basically like where it starts to pivot and you get more of the NPCs at the forefront and their character development and story building starts to happen. So you, it basically the same speech that you gave me with attack on Titan, I'm going to give you with overlord. Granted, I'm not going to tell you, you should watch the rest of it unless you know, if you're, if you think you can handle, if you think you can handle Lobo in a (laughs) one-on-one fisticuffs, like go for it. But bro, I, I have, I've never thrown a punch. I've never been punched. (laughs) I ain't fucking winning against shit. There ain't no way that's happening. The last thing you want to do is have it happen over Overlord. (laughs) But, (laughs) but like, that's right where you stopped is where it moves away from, like, Momonga and his groupie of just NPC overpowered BS to a lot of, like, the other characters. And it gets more entertaining because there's a, there's, there's infinitely more world building. Like, outside of their clan like tons and it's but it's unique because it's all from the perspective of npcs but it's the, 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 the whole point thing, of the like... show is that you get you get lost from the original like i like the original well, setting that it's in right you forget that it's just a video game that's been taken offline like you it's it feels immersive in but... how well they build out all these other characters and their stories that you're like holy shit you it keep and it keeps sprinkling like the Beachy dubs this is still a video game you're like oh fuck i kind of forgot about that I, th- I thought this was like some like you know distant world like it's just literally a video game it's yeah, it's but fun at the same time, it's like, good it's a video game but at the like the season one he's like hey the outside of this fucking clan hall this looks a little different why does it look a little different let's do some scouting see what's up with the world what's going on well, what's the and then... happenings <laughs> And then, like, spoiler for all you people who haven't seen Overlord either. The end of season one, there's he fears because um, uh, Shaltier, I believe her name is. Yeah, she the gets one possessed. Who got possessed by the fucking vampire. It just would. Yeah, die. well, yeah, well, and the the fear from everyone was like, oh my gosh, it's a high powered mage. And then the Momonga, like the, the actual player, he's like, no, there's like an actual player still in here. Like there's someone else playing the game still. Like that's not a. NPC level spell that can be cast. That's a player spell. That's a world so there's tier like, item or some bullshit. Yeah, what are these yeah, tiers? yeah. Oh, a world tier is over. Dude, God it's an RPG. Tier? What the Listen, fuck is okay. This bullshit. Shut the fuck up, first off, okay? Because I'm about to go on a small tangent relating to video games just to show how fucking hypocritical you are. Yep. Sir, you play a game called Lost Ark. I have watched streamers play it. The entirety of the screen is filled with fucking like spells to cast items to hold consumables like i i don't think there's any button on a keyboard that doesn't have to be pressed at least 10 times when you're fighting when playing lost ark uh, like do not tell me that that shit is super over the top and stupid YHB and that's just what this rp right. why hp oh to the right in a fight why hp to the right you don't have to touch any of those i'm, anyway. I'm gonna come over i will fly down and punch <laughs> you myself please and thank you <laughs> don't threaten me with a good time <laughs> no like, that's I, like lost ark lost ark i won't say it's a good game it's not but it's just fun it's brain numbing yeah. fun 
I, that's what our overlord I is. Understand. All RPGs are just turn off your but brain, when, fucking grind till you get to top tier level, and then just start collecting bunch of bullshit. But when you're and then not you become god tier. When you're not on that train from the beginning, there's a difference from like when you're on it from the beginning and you're enjoying this numb brain numbing bullshit to like, hey, I'm jumping in at year five. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Like yeah, yeah. I've I like I said I missed the hype train on this one. This one just to me is just perplexing. When we live in a world where we're still getting AOT, my dress up darling, Bisco, Akivi, and fucking I wanted to start. There's a I think it's called Gentleman's Club or something like that. I want to start it. I've heard nothing uh, but great things about it. I'll look it up while you talk about Akivi. But like, there are so many good shows airing right now that it's just like why. Is like why is this hyped up as much as it is? Because to me, I this isn't. It's not very good, and that's probably because I did not watch it from the beginning, like from think, when it released. Yeah, but I and I think it's we'll move away from it. But I think that's more of a commentary too about like the the just how much anime has evolved too. Because I mean, think about like how what people view Naruto like today, or like Bleach versus when it originally came out, and how much hype was behind those like those types of shows one piece even like i think that's just a product of the fact that when it came out there was very little anime to begin with that you're watching you were getting like little sprinkles of it here and there it wasn't just buckets full every single court you know every single season so yeah now we're really spoiled but like yeah. when overlord came out that shit was cool because that like yeah. was the rival to sword art online basically like it was like a a less like deep emotional isekai it was just a turn your brain off watch overpowered people fight and just murder thousands and yeah no i i I understand also it's not gentleman's club it's salary man's club okay that's why i gave you the and i'm pretty sure it's about badminton oh oh okay but uh yeah I'm, definitely I really, gave it a different feel with Gentleman's Club. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you look at the, the fucking poster for it, it's like five like men in suits and ties, and one of them's Yo like, on. oh, yeah. It's just <laughs> oh, like, that's oh, a, okay. That's the kind of show I can get behind. Um, speaking of shows we can get behind, I don't know if you knew or, knew, or we never really... I don't... Okay, I knew it was happening. I didn't know it started. The dub for Odd Taxi has started, and they're four episodes in. So they Wow, have about four, time. They have four episodes for uh, Odd Taxi dubbed, so I'm probably going to go ahead and start watching that sometime soon because that's a quality show. It is. And Speaking of quality shows. I will transition into Akabi and not ruin that for you. Yes, Akabi. <laughs> uh, it's... I want the only reason I want to talk about it this week because every week I just basically say it's cute, adorable, go watch it. But this week, it was such a different tone. Basically, Akabi befriends a girl who is not a part of any club, but is trying to, like, I guess, find what she's passionate about. And she likes music a lot, but she's the type of person where she's like, yeah, I play guitar, but, like, can strum, like, half a chord. And Akabi's like, holy shit, you play guitar? Play for me. And so she's like, oh, shit. So now her friend was, like, tra- like practicing super hard and learning chords and stuff. And it was a really cute, adorable episode. But there's one scene that just blew my ever-loving mind. 
they finally meet after school. Her friend's like, okay, I finally learned a song. I want to meet and play it for you. And Akabee's like, score, let's do this. So they go to the music room and they're like, oh, don't worry. We're like, no one's in here. The, the, the band practice, music practice is done. We should be fine. Door opens. They're like, fuck, hide. Which and I was like, why do you need to hide? It's like probably one of your classmates, you little weirdos. But they're hiding underneath the piano. And it's her friend from a previous episode, Akabee's friend from previ- previous episode who came over and hung out with her. So she's like, oh, it's her. And she sits, sits down and starts playing the piano. And I don't know who at Cloverworks decided to do this, but they deserve a bonus, a raise, and whatever else they want in life. Because this, the next like minute and a half of them playing her playing the piano and the animation style was absolutely incredible. Like it turned the show is already so bright and vivid and color. Like it's, it's over the top animation doesn't deserve to be this beautiful for a slice of life. I say it all the time, but the fluidity of their movements becomes so like almost like 3d but not not gross and like kind of choppy like yeah. it's that style of like it literally looks like they're moving in rhythm to like huh. what a normal person's movement would be the art style changes too where it becomes straight up watercolor like interesting just this weird flowingness they have like scenes where they get really close on detail to like a, the the person's eyes and like their hair and stuff again and i'm just watching it Stunned. I'm like, there's no way, there's no way this is the same, this is the same studio. There's no way. Like, I just absolutely floored. And and then it like kind of snaps back to the regular animation style, which again, it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, when she finishes the song. And I just I, I sat for like the remainder of the episode, which was like four minutes after this one scene, just like mouth, mouth agape, just blown away. I was like, there this no right doesn't deserve to be this gorgeous i d- words hard can't and yet think and yet cloverworks is doing tokyo 24th ward as well <laughs> like, i wasn't you, gonna bring you, that up you can you can you can <laughs> definitely tell where cloverworks is spending their money between the oh, three yeah. shows that they are producing this this season oh yeah my god yeah that was the other thing i mentioned i, I made a tiktok about it too but it it's absolutely incredible too that cloverworks is making three shows and again this is according to just trends i don't know how they feed the data or where it's coming from and how they create their analytics for this but according to anna trends um through the five weeks uh dress up darling is number two and akabee sailor uniform is number four so cloverworks has three two of their three shows in the top five for this entire season which mind-blowing yeah absolutely um which is also like it's just a testament to their work and how much they do what's even more kind of bonkers to me is that they have two other shows coming out next season immediately after this that are going to be phenomenal you have well granted i will say one of them they are in co-production, I believe, with Studio Wit. Yes, um, I think That's Studio Wit. You're talking about Spy, Spy Family. Yeah, Spy Family. Which yeah. it's it's Wit Studio first, then Cloverworks. So I have a feeling they're just going to be assistant to that. But in the heart of uh, Kunochi, uh, uh, Kuno, 
Kun- Kunoichi uh, Subaki, which is the Shogi anime, I believe. And nope, it's about... Mm. Nope, it's not. No. It's not. It's about female ninjas. Never mind. <laughs> I have yeah, no the, the fucking shogi... clue what this is going to be about. Uh, Never mind. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to yeah, skip that. They have two the shows. The Shogi anime so comes out in summer. I remember. No, I thought it, I thought it came out next... Okay. Anywho. I think it's summer. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, Cloverworks is going... I I know we talked... summer. I think this is the year for Cloverworks. Like, last year was kind of MAPPA. It was mm-hmm. mostly MAPPA. Like, this year is Cloverworks, because holy crap, they're they're nonstop yeah, with, I mean, with the shows that they're animating. They're on they're on schedule to do... I mean, they have Spy Family next season, the, In the Heart of Which that's whatever. a that's a... That's a big project. I mean, I know well, they're doing it with Wit Studio, but that's that's still going to be huge. It's top top three, if not top two, shows I'm looking forward to this year. Like, I'm yeah. absolutely going to fangirl, fanboy, fan whatever you want to call me over that fucking show. <laughs> but, um, I mean, they've got that. They've got Shadows, Shadows House second season in July, and then they're on track for two other shows this year, which one of them is F- Spy Family Part 2. But uh, Bochi the Rock is another one that they're on for, which is supposed to come out sometime this year. It's like they haven't even probably announced what they're doing in the winter, let alone. Oh, no, there's no way. There's no. Yeah. Like this Cloverworks has really come back to form after a few things they've done. Wonder Egg and season two of Promise Neverland. (laughs) I was like, we're not going to talk about that. You were the villains of me last year, Cloverworks, but you've redeemed yourself. I mean, you gave us. How could you give this us? Is, this is Cloverworks two, Redemption Arc. I don't understand how they can give us season two of The Promised Neverland and Wonder Egg and then give, like, those just, like, to be fair, Wonder Egg was mostly good. We'll, we'll just give it that. It was mostly good. But you also gave us Horimiya. How could you give us the best, one of the best, if not the best show of last year, and the absolute worst show of last year? I don't understand Cloverworks. Well,. Okay, well, you. hang on. It's not their fault. It's not the studio's fault for animating because the animation was gorgeous. I mean, if you're if we're going just strictly based off of the animation of a show last year, Wonder Egg was probably the prettiest of them all. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent. But and because we because I can make the same argument about Mappa. Mappa did Jujutsu Kaisen last year, and they also did Remain. Uh, so I. I thought about yeah. oh oh I forgot to say oh. I did finish uh, Blue Period I I hadn't watched the oh. last two episodes so I finished the last two episodes of Blue Period very good show go watch it if you haven't already I actually finally today got the first volume of the manga so I currently have the first five and I will nice. be reading it this week I need to find volume three but other than that I have them as well but, nice uh, yeah speaking of having them as well I don't have any of the Attack on Titan manga I don't know where I was <laughs> going with that one. Yeah. Um, so other than just the, the, uh, Akibi, I mean, we've got really only three other shows we've watched this season, which is Attack on Titan, My Dress Up Darling, and Bisco. Like with, on Saturday morning, when I went to go watch anime, I was like, ah, yes, I have at least two shows to watch because I was like, maybe I'll watch Monster's development department. No, I didn't fucking want, I'm done with it. It's It's over. But it's like, oh, I'm missing the hole that Demon Slayer used to fill. What the fuck? Or I guess that was Sunday. Sorry, I woke up Sunday, not Saturday. I, well, I woke up both days, but you know what I mean. 
this weekend this your brain weekend, is melting dude, i can my, see it melting it is <laughs> like it's, it's oozing it's, it's oozing out of your headphones it's it's becoming like uh lumpy again <laughs> but in the fact that it's melting it's melting <laughs> over itself like fucking molten <laughs> chocolate um anywho jesus I was going to, the point I was trying to make in a very convoluted way was this is probably the weakest week of winter 2022, in my opinion. I don't think that's a controversial statement at all, but it's just like with the the departure of Demon Slayer and how kind of slow Attack on Titan was and how tame-ish Mud Dud was and how, I mean, Bisco was great this week. That was my favorite episode this week by far. But like with how tame everything was this week, I feel like it like not to say they were bad by any means of the word. They were all great. They were all needed. It was just the weakest weekend I feel like we've had for shows this season. Yeah, because we're at we're in what this is week seven. seven. Yes, I believe Six it's week seven. seven. I'll double check. So, Six or seven. So if you think about the progression of shows, I mean, normally we get seasons of twelve episodes. You're in like just beyond the midpoint of a season, so that's like setting up the finale, right? Like it is like it's kind of like the the last sort of building block for what the the show is going to get into towards this finale. So I was kind of expected, but I mean th- that feeling was is heightened because of the fact that we didn't have Demon Slayer and we were riding this huge high from the previous week for the Demon Slayer season finale. So yeah. it was just it was kind of like a not like a somber week, but it was just like you said, like kind of tame, pretty, yeah. pretty, you know, just average. But it was just it was just a little slow, but it's fine. It was good. It still was fine. But Attack on Titan, um, spoilers ahead. If you have not watched Attack on Titan for this week, skip ahead. We have time codes in the description, so just move to those, and you will be spoiler free. Slow week for Attack on Titan. Slow yeah. week. It was a lot of like exposition, a lot of just here's more information, a lot of what do we do, what do we do, what do we do, what do we do? Oh, let's shoot this guy in the head. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Like we got a little bit of background information on um why did I I've already forgotten her name. Annie. I looked it up. Yep, Annie. I look I looked it up for the purpose of just like I am going to remember this name and I forgot it. You should Annie. just rely on me at this point. Uh, you know, you you please you host it, you outro us. It's your show now. On it's fine. <laughs> to, I'm I'm handing it over to you. I will send you the link to the fucking the the script because holy shit, I can't get my ish together. But um, no, like it was honestly the um, like Attack on Titan was slow. Like you got Annie's background information as to who she was back in Marley. You got to see her dad you also got to see her dad die potentially uh we still don't know there's a gunshot but it's implied that he's dead as fudge but you know it is what it is but you also got the fact that while she was in a catatonic state for four years in this little ice gem of just like ah, oh, sleeping beauty if i kiss this ice will you wake up nope okay i just slobbered all over ice this is weird now um yeah i know my brain's in a weird spot uh you got the really weird fact that she could only hear two people she could hear uh hatch and she could hear i can remember hatch's name but not yeah that was surprising i was like i had it teed up ready i'm like hatch i was gonna say she could hear hatch and aaron hatch is it hatch or hitch 
Hitch, Hatch, Hatch. I think it's Hitch. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. I'm pretty sure it's Hatch. Pretty sure it's Hatch. But uh, (laughs) she could hear those two voices, which is just like, okay, what correlation did the two, Aaron and Hatch, have between the two? Armin. Armin. Sorry. Fuck. Who did I say? Aaron. God damn it. Well, I don't. So to that point, I don't think it was that she could only hear them. I think it was just because the two of them were the only ones that ever were down in the dungeon, or wherever she was being held captive. Because I think Hitch was in charge of guarding that area, which is why she was the one that found the footsteps, the the Annie as she was <laughs> trying to like just walk away from her exploded hardened shell, topping wet from whatever fucking liquid state she was in. Um, and then Armin was always down there. Yeah, you were close. I'll give you that. Thanks. But then Armin was always down there because he had that weird tie with her and the fact that he was trying to, like, he was the one that tried to befriend her and he was sort of felt scorned by her that he, she betrayed him and really the rest of them too. Yeah. But my, my whole gripe with this episode and like, I can't complain too much because Annie was one of the characters that I found really interesting from season one. And because she was in a giant crystal, she has been useless for the last two and a half seasons. So I was, I was like, cool. Annie's back. But there was so much just useless backstory. And even there was a part in the episode where Hitch was like, shut up. And Annie was like, do you want me to turn into a Titan and kill you or not? So you're going to listen. And I was like, no, you know what? Good on you, Hitch, because you're saying what all the other viewers, I think, are saying, which is, why do I care? Like, the whole part with her dad, and then they're like, they show her dad and Marley as one of the people that was like, I saw the fucking daydream when Aaron's going to come and kill us. And then the Marley people are like, shut up. You're just trying to escape. There's no, there's not a bunch of giant titans wading through water coming to steamroll us. What are you talking about? And then, yeah, the, I'm like, I don't and care. Why do I burst, care about him? Burst in the song, rumbling, rumbling. Yeah, I wish that the just, Titans would sing that song as they're about as to they're, like, trample everything. They're just, one of them is in the middle, just. <laughs> yeah. They're just gets, playing on Aaron's giant open rib cage. God. Um, yes, please make it happen. <laughs> Mappa, oh, there's Mappa, so many memes Mappa online. Make it, make it happen. Oh yeah, Mappa. if Mappa, yeah, Mappa needs to make it happen. Mappa, you could you could do some weird shit with water polo. You can do some weird <laughs> shit with Attack on Titan. Anywho, continue. It's just like uh, part of that. I'm like, I don't really care. The the one piece that I was really sort of wondering more about, and I just they just, they never even hit on it, was when she awoke. There at no point did Hitch go. How the hell did you turn into like? crystallize like how did you just harden yourself because my my thought process on it was yeah how did she do that because in theory wouldn't like every other person who is in titan form about to be eaten if they were still conscious mind you wouldn't they just crystallize and harden because the only other time we had seen it was with the armor titan when aaron is fighting her in the like courtyard in marley when he awakes as the uh attack titan and starts just stomping a bunch of Marley's. Um, we see that like she's on the verge of death and he bites into her and, and eats her. But like no other Titan had person in Titan form had ever done that. So like, I'm like, why was Annie able to do it then? So there's just, there's still questions and they weren't all answered and I don't expect them to be answered at this point. But like the whole Annie backstory, I'm like, 
Huh, I guess I did kind of ask for it, but it was kind of boring. Like, I don't really yeah. Meh. Yeah. So, but again, as you said, I I, mean, I don't know how many more episodes we're going to get of these fucking Titans just like fucking stampeding through the town, it's but like, I'm, kinda, yeah, they, I'm pretty they, tired. Of I was going to say, it's not that they're stampeding through the town. They're stampeding through the same town. Oh yeah. Like they're not, it's not like they're running wild. They're running, they're all walking in a straight line. Like whatever path they've made, they've made like a very perfectly flat highway. Like once they're done. <laughs> Like they've they have trampled it to just a nice surface, like flat surface level. It's it's as smooth as my brain. Yeah, like I just I, get on with it at this point because we're we're now two episodes past when the rumbling has happened, yeah. and it's still a happening. And I'm like, there's so much just other shit going on that really I don't care about. Like the whole stuff with what's his nuts, who's the the leader of the Jaegerists, and I can remember never never remember his name. Oh, the one that shot the, the psycho. Guy in the head? Yeah, he's the psychopath. Aaron, that... Aaron told me, or yeah, Aaron told me his plans ten weeks ago. Yeah, he's like his most trusted steed. <laughs> yeah, he rides me he's in the, his sleep. He's the guy that would be in the town in like the barrel. It's like. Come taste oh my, my me, like the the barrel guy from Disenchantment. If you haven't seen Disenchantment, go watch Disenchantment. That's on Netflix. But like, it is on Netflix. It's fantastic. But like, yeah, he like him. Don't care about him. Like, and then the whole thing with Connie. Like the the, the end of the episode is with Connie like riding Falco, and Connie's like, oh, we're, I'm riding you back to to safety. Don't worry, you have amnesia. I, I'm going to help you, young kid. And then they're both playing the game on each other, and Falco's like, oh. Okay, kind sir, who I have no idea who you are. Thank you for your help. It's basically like they're both hiding a gun behind their back. Like, if you fucking move, I'm going to shoot you. Like, like there's that weird interaction, and I don't know. There's just there's a lot of extra stuff that I'm like, I don't care. Show it's me the of, giant. It's a lot. Show of me the giant titans. Show me the giant titans just absolutely annihilating towns. I, I just, just want to, like, show a worldview. I just want to see them in the water. I want to know yeah. how the fuck they cross the water. I want to see them doggy paddle through the water to Marley. And then I want to see Aaron, like, turn upside down and float like a boat because he can just, like, ride on his spine. Yeah. I, I oh, want... wait. What if that's what happens? Because he's just a giant open rib cage. What if he flips upside down and all the Titans get in him like he's a boat? Well, and then, they all ride them. Well, you got to think there's a bunch of them. They're going to make them. Yeah, sick. you got a couple on the back. You got a couple on the back, like, this you know, holding onto them and kicking. And, and then they all, they some of them are making sound effects like. Well, no, the, you don't have them making any sound effects. You have, oh. you know, the you have the band in the middle just screaming, rumbling the entire time. <laughs> I thought they'd be singing at least like a pirate song. Oh, no, 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 no dressing up as pirates. But guess what? We did get more plans on my dress up, darling. We uh, did. That was a good, good, ah, good brain good... transition right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's some smooth transition. This is smooth transition, my man. Oh boy, we are fucking on one today. Uh, yeah, no. I'm gonna start real up... quick by saying it's really hard to not spoil anything because I have read through all of the current volumes that are out. Granted, I haven't. I, I assume they're online, like the chapters are, yeah. but I've only been reading the physical volumes so I'm sure there's more chapters online than what's out physically oh yeah for, for sure. sure but um, i'm like 
I'm just watching it now, and I'm like, I can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be the next series I watch. I finally, uh, I finally finished reading through what's out there for uh, physically. What's out there for Keep Your Hands Off Isekin, which I did not like the books as mu- as much as I like the shows. If you're thinking about picking up the books, just watch the show. The show is infinitely better. Um, but besides the point, that will be the next series I watch or read. Because I've already read book one, which covers the first three episodes. I assume book two covers about the same. But this episode, I mean, it's it's more it's more wholesomeness. And it's just like you get a more genuine look into... Um, I can't remember the small lolly girl's name. Juju. Is it Juju? Shit, I wanted to say Juju. And I was just like, <laughs> no, that's well, not that's, it. That's We're not playing with- name. We're not playing with the uh, te- we're not playing with pa- attack and the power of Juju, but uh, there's a <laughs> yeah, that's her, that's her cosplay name. There's your or cos cos name. Cos name cosplay name cos Costco. I think they call it cos Costco name. Membership. Not a, not a Costco Sam. Yeah, not a Costco membership. Not a Costco card. Okay. No. Um. Yeah. No. So you get like a little bit more information. Not information, but you get more personality from Juju and like, uh, basically. Uh wow god my brain's fried you you take over this one <laughs> fuck all right so the episode starts with like it, it sort of captures the last two minutes of the previous episode where Kitagawa is like Gojo's his name I couldn't think of oh my god Gojo's I was like name, like who are you thinking of because you like you went dude, complete like I... brain catatonic like beep like it went like flatline imagine imagine if we recorded yesterday. Oh, it would have been a tr- just a whole train this, wreck. This would have from, been exponentially worse. We'd still be on Overlord. <laughs> <laughs> We'd still be at the beginning. Goddamn, continue. <laughs> but, yeah, you get more of the interactions with Juju, and you see a little bit more like of her personality. But it basically starts with Kitagawa being like, hey, I don't want to push you, but, you know, I, I really like your stuff, and it would be fun to cosplay. And she's like, well... Juju's like, I'm going to do it at a studio next. And I was really going to do it by myself. And then Kitakawa's like, oh, well, if we do it together, then I can help pay. And then Juju's like, pay? And then Gojo's like, yeah, I would pay too. And she's like, oh, yeah, wait. I can split the I can cost save of the money. Yeah, her cost. whole... Ju- Juju's thought process is like, if I can have them split costs with me, then I can spend more on my outfit. Yeah. And she was like, okay, fine, but just this once. So the... The whole episode really is, I mean, it, there's a really, it really touching around, scene. It's, it's, it revolves around Gojo and Kitagawa um, at Kitagawa's house in her room, which is like decked the fuck out. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that. Girls. Well, I was going to say, too, before that, what happens is like, because he's the way he is, Gojo sends over like the schematics of Juju's that, dress and everything. I thought that was after they watched the show together because he has to get source oh, material. Oh, that's right. In. You're right. That's why yeah, I brought up. It, I was like, the whole show revolves around him going to her house and it's a at home quote unquote date with the boy. I love. Oh my gosh. Golly. But, there's a, but, but okay, okay. I then, I don't know when this happens, but there's a very touching scene with him and his grandpa where he Gojo's really worried because he's still he's still trying to be and I can't remember the technical term for it. I think it's a kachi kachiri san. It's basically the Hina doll maker. Like he's trying to be a professional Hina doll maker, like like his grandfather. 
And he's worried because he's been spending so much time making the cosplay for Kitagawa and now this new cosplay for Juju that he's lost some of his skill. And he shows one of the dolls he's been working on to his grandfather. And his grandfather's like, no, this is really good. Specifically the head of the doll. Like, he's not, yes. he's very good at the clothes. He's not very good at the faces and the hair, the head, etc. So yeah. he was very, like, he hands him the head and he's like, I know I did a bad job. I haven't been focusing on this at all. This is shit. Grandpa's going to think I'm shit. He's going to get mad. We're going to go down. Uh, world is ending. And then his grandpa's like, hey, son. Hey, sonny boy. Hey, lad. You done darn did good, kid. You're improving. You're doing good. And he's like, the fuck what? He's like, yeah. Ever since you've been hanging out with that girl of yours, you've you've gotten like different perspectives of different things. And you're like... You're seeing it all through a different lens, and that's good practice. That's good for your... Like, you have to get these different perspectives in order to master something so not simple but delicate. Yeah. Well, and it it's given him the ability to... Doing the cosplays with Kitagawa and doing her makeup and everything, like that was the piece that his grandfather touched on. Was like, he's like, you, you spend so much time and take so much care to do her makeup that it shows when in your Hina dolls, like your, your lines are softer. They're not as hard and rigid as they were before. Like you're, it's a very delicate approach and that speaks volumes to what you're like when you're cost, you know, helping out with the cosplay for Kitagawa. And he's like, huh? Well, I'll be damned. Cool. But then yes, the rest of the episode is the at home date with Kitagawa. And it's just, fucking amazing it starts off very like hello and then it goes to more wholesome stuff because basically gojo shows up and he's like he was i'm gonna to just pick up the dvds yes he because there's a he is there's 126 episodes that he has to watch and she obviously uh kitagawa has the entire box set so he was gonna go over and pick it up and he's like ah oh, it rings the doorbell a couple times he's like i must be early and she like you just hear her running down the hallway and then opens the door and she's like Oh my god, I'm sorry, I overslept. And of course, she's in like her night dress, and so no, she's just in like a, a spaghetti strap, like just t-shirt and just yeah, it's like, it's pajama like whatever shorts. she was, yeah, whatever she was sleeping in. But she, the funniest part about this interaction is that other than the fact that Gojo were, oh, like she, well, ha, has the the flashback to when they're doing the measurements, and she's like, oh, twenty centimeters, and he's like. Uh, I'm looking at her. The thing <laughs> her we didn't chest. mention. The thing we didn't mention. She's not wearing a bra. Yes. Yeah. So there, everything is very visible, and that's why he flashes back to when they're doing the measurements, and she's like, "Oh, the bus point is 20 centimeters," and he's like, "I will remember that number forever." <laughs> um, but then, <laughs> the 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 greatest the greatest reaction though is when Kitagawa he's Gojo's like flustered, and Kitagawa looks at herself in the mirror and freaks out. And she just goes, I don't have my contacts in, and runs. And Gojo's like, my that's contacts. what you were worried about? Color yeah. Yeah, he's like, he's like, that's what you were worried about? Like, He's like, you are very different, Kitagawa. Like, there, there's something dumb, special dumb. about you. You dumb, but dumb. Yeah, so You're the, great. The rest of it is them watching the show. And she, at one point, 
uh, they're watching it and she's having this moment to herself where she's like, oh my gosh, the guy I love, or I love, love. is sitting next to me and watching. This is like an at-home date. Ah, I'm just one of those girly girls. I'm so in love. And then her stomach growls. She's and, like, I don't want this ever to end. Yeah. <laughs> and, <then> it's, yeah <laughs> and Gojo's like, you probably haven't eaten. She's like, just kill me. <laughs> you haven't had anything except for the pudding I brought you because you just yeah. woke up. Yeah. And then she's like, I'll go cook. And Gojo's like, oh, that would be great. And then he goes, no, I'll go cook. Cause he remembers the meals that she makes, which is just like fried rice, chi- fried chicken, wieners, <laughs> beans. He's yeah, like, no, I'll cook. She's like, no, no, no. Wieners. You can't just say hot dogs. Like well, they're wieners. Okay. <laughs> you go. But then she goes and makes uh omu rice, which is like a fried rice. And then you cook an omelet over top of it. Um, And the cutest part is that she's like, Oh, and then I can write something. And like, she pictures in her head writing like a heart or like drawing a heart in the ketchup or like writing love. And she's like, "Ee, that's uh, no, I'm not one of those girly girls. And then it flashes forwards to when she's like finally done. And it spells sorry. So go man in uh, kanji because like, it's all messed up. Like she didn't have enough eggs and she messed up the omelet and she's like, just kill eat me. It. She's like, me. don't eat it. Don't eat it. And he's like, Oh no, it's good. But it's a really cute, cute scene. The this, the episode ends, uh, and I will give some little spoiler ahead. She's going nope. to be my favorite character. I nope. just no, I'll no, I'll, I'll let you character. know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the ending is they meet up with Juju because they're going to talk about the photo shoot oh at the um, at the studio, and they want to go. They want to go scope out different studios. Because it's not like what you think of a studio. It's not like they go to like a special building where you like no, have to check in no, and there's a no, room. They're like going not, to. That's not what they do. They they get together because they want to learn how to use the camera. Yeah, but they're getting ready to go scope out studios I thought, too. Okay, I thought it was just the they want to learn how to use the camera. Yeah, well, that yeah, because Juju's younger sister is, is her, her, the, her, her photographer. photographer. Yeah, so they do like it's like both. They're learning to, like. The specifics of a camera, like how, like what camera to use, how to use it, and then they're gonna go look at right. studios, I believe. But yeah, the episode ends with basically them at a diner and Gojo and Kitagawa in absolute shock because they imagine Juju's younger sister being even smaller than her and like more kawaii, like super like adorable chibi. But nope, her younger sister, who's still in middle school, is a hundred and seventy eight. Some odd centimeters, sixty-eight centimeters tall. Well, which is was very like tall. Seventy-four. No, she's taller than Kitagawa. Like I she is. Kitagawa is only taller by like six centimeters, something like that. I'll have to rewatch it, but regardless, she is very tall and very busty <laughs> for a middle schooler. So much so that Kitagawa is like, "Holy shit, how big are you? What are they feeding you?" And Gojo's like. You're Dude, ask we that? just met her. Yeah, and she's like, "Oh, I'm this tall," and he's like, "Oh, for the love of God!" She's just asking That's how tall she is. That's what they're talking about. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. The best way I could describe this, like, personality-wise and characteristic-wise, minus the hair and maybe like face or facial features, basically get, chop the head off of this girl, and you have uh, fuck, what's her name? Um. You're so bad with Comey names. Can't, Comey can't communicate. Uh, Agari. Agiri. Yeah. Fucking same person, just different head. It's just stuttering, mumbling over well, your no, words. It, just yeah. the body of a fucking, like, 
just I yeah yeah yep yep and you're like oh this girl's in middle school and they're sexualizing her like this this is really uh, weird yeah this is really weird it's so. like uh Japan. but she she is I will say like her character is is insanely adorable um please don't don't do don't do a Miroku-chan type situation no 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 no, no, no. Please um don't 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 spoil it but just like that's that i was is gonna my say fear it's that it's not a spoiler fear. it's not like muroko chan in fact it is quite the opposite which oh, is all good. i'll say because god forbid they taint fucking this just character but anywho speaking this... of just a character <laughs> You mean Bisco? Yeah, no. We'll get to that in a sec. Uh, overall, like, yeah, Mud Dad remains to be the dark horse of the fucking season. Like, Demon Slayer was amazing. Yeah. Attack on Titan, hopefully we'll get there. It's gr- It's really good. It's really good to great. But Mud Dad, on the other hand, is fucking amazing. And yeah. I, I'm going I... back and forth between this and Demon Slayer. Like, I really am. Like, this show is so good. It has it's, no right to be. I mean, it. No, it's really it good. <laughs> like, no, no, I, no, why? <laughs> I, I'm more... I, I'm, I make the argument, though, that I don't think it's technically like a dark horse. I feel like when it was announced, people were, like, super excited. Like, Dress Up Darling is going to be in the top five, for sure. Like, it was well-known. My Dark Horse, and again, like, I know I'm biased because I'm the only one, you know, between you and I watching it, but my Dark Horse is honestly Akabee's Sailor Uniform. Like, the the fact that Cloverworks had this show that was super hyped up, not, not super hyped up, excuse me, but well-known enough to where people were like, put this on your list for winter 2022. It's going to be great. My dress up darling is going to be top tier next to demon slayer attack on Titan. Like for Akame sailor uniform to be as good as it is alongside dress up darling speaks volumes to not only the ability of Cloverworks to make stellar shows, but also the fact that they've made two slice of lives that are really deep and very emotional, like on different levels, like, and are just downright beautiful. Like, I would argue that Akabi's sailor uniform is, like, more of a dark horse than dress-up, but I can't argue with the fact that dress-up is, by and far, one of the better shows for this season, if yeah. not the best. Yeah, no, it's it's legit one or two on any given week, honestly. And, and the fact that Demon Slayer is done, I have a feeling, like, it's just... It, like, Demon Slayer was a 10-episode season, if you ca- don't count the six for fuck train... Um, yep, I went there. Yeah, I know. You're giving me the face of disappointment. I, no, it's more just that you called it fuck train, which I feel like is a really sorry slaughter poor, train. like, I, sure. Sure, slaughter train. Um, I Fox a on a plane. Fox on a plane on a train. Yep. Anywho. Uh, yeah, like, this show, by the end of the season, I have a feeling, unless Attack on Titan decides, like, I really hope the rumors for Attack on Titan aren't true, in which they are going to announce that the last part of it is going to be a movie, because they saw how well Demon Slayer did. If that yeah. is, if that is the fucking case, I'm 
I'm gonna I, be I will besides give... myself. You're gonna name this fucking show the final season, the final, the this like fuck you if you want to make this into a movie. Just end <laughs> it, end it, end it. It's been going on for a decade at this point. I think. Yeah, I, I will. I'll I'll say one quick thing and then we can move on. But the the I know the last episode is is postponed a week, so there's gonna be like a small hiatus from for the last episode. But yeah, there is speculation because I guess the Attack on Titan team is going to like some sort of... Yeah, they're going to a convention to talk at the convention and that's where people are thinking that they're going to announce the movie and it's just like, please, for the love of Buddha and God or whatever you pray to, do not. Yeah. And if you don't, I I swear to please uh, don't. (laughs) Just peace and love. Just send your thoughts. But yeah, I, I am very scared about that too yeah but what i'm not scared it, about is bisco and how well this fucking are, is. oh i was like are you is. you're not scared i'm scared shitless the, this this episode was bonkers the only fear i have is that they're gonna like it's gonna be so bisco part one if you if you look at the wikipedia there are multiple um novels or yeah it's a light novel and then they have the manga in four volumes and four volumes is part one. My fear is that they're railroading this fucking show to be the end of part one. Instead of like taking its time in building out this world and building out its characters, etc. Cause like the going back a couple episodes, like the interaction between Pau and um the old people in the fucking camp, like encampment yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Like that was absolutely amazing. Give me more of like random shenanigans like that. That was really yeah. good. This episode was very good, but at the very end, it felt like they were railroading it to end quickly. Because we have like five episodes left. It was the first episode where you could see them setting up for something else, right? Like you could start to see the direction that they were going to take it. Because yeah. before then, it was it was a lot of it was just an adventure. It was go find this mushroom. So you really didn't know what was going to happen next. It was a whole bunch of like chaos, but you didn't really care much in terms of the progression of it because you just knew like they had a goal, they had to get there. You didn't care how they got there, but it was super entertaining along the way. Now with this latest episode, you get the hey, here's your your newest sort of uh, dilemma. Like here's well, your your next like big fight or or whatever the big setup that you're going to have to take place yeah and now you see things going forward and to go back to the episode and kind of just briefly recap it you can put it into three chunks beginning which is the fight between bisco and pow and then when uh wow milo gets uh basically trapped by the worm with toes and fingers type thing he gets like captured by that and in order to try and save it or wait no this is after that sorry Paolo gets picked up by the fucking worm rust worm thing with it's like it's fingers it's in between two yeah. giant fucking fat like a imagine attack on titan fingers like uh coming out from a goddamn just double-sided worm it's like it picked up Paolo so Paolo 
is captured and like unconscious looking, which she's not, which is, that was really weird. But yeah. besides the point, uh, Milo hops on the worms back with uh, Akabochi, Akabichi, Akabu, Bochi, Bochi, the crab, the crab. Just, just call it the crab. The crab. He Octagawa, the, I think his name is. Octagawa, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, he hops on the back with of Octagawa, hops on top of the thing, is like, "Hey, Bisco, be prepared to catch my sister, please. Don't let her die." He's like, "Yeah, cool, can do." Uh, stabs the worm, drops the sister. Bisco catches sister. Yay! They kill the worm. Cool. Part one over. All the conflict essentially between Bisco and Pau after that is gone. Like they're like cool. Well. All the, f- the physical conflict, the sexual conflict, that's a different uh, story. Ooh. Yeah, Pao, at, after <laughs> the fight, was just basically like, gets a good look at him, like, okay, you didn't taint my brother. My brother did this to try and save me. Let me see from his eyes. Oh, you're actually an attractive man. You can get some. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And fucking Bisco's like, the fuck what, woman? <laughs> you do, you, you what? I'm not used to this. I don't like this. I'm uncomfortable. Stranger danger, unsafe touch. Uh, but well, it's funnier too because it like in the beginning of the episode when it, they're about to fight him, uh, P- Bisco and Pau, he's like, "Oh, funny." When Milo said that you were his older sister, I took a look at you and thought you were his mom, and she was like, "You motherfucker!" Yeah, <laughs> and that's that when a- she gets grabbed by the worm, and he's like, "Ha ha, psych, fell for my plan." That was but a, then yeah, that was a great fucking line. Yeah, part two of the episode is when the worm dies and they're trying to figure out what it's, the it's rust nighttime. eater... It's yes. nighttime, and you can see the mushrooms growing on the back of the worm. And they're like, oh, it's glowing. It's the thing. Let's grab a few mushrooms. And Bisco takes one, eats it, and is like, this isn't it. This is not what the fuck. We came here all for nothing. we got to continue. Maybe it's a different worm. And that's when I think Bisco punches... No, Milo no. grabs Bisco of some sort to try and get him to stop from leaving because Bisco's injured. So he has blood on his hands, so when he picks up the mushroom, the mushroom starts glowing, and it's like, oh, we just need the blood of a mushroom hunter or cultivator or whatever the fuck they're called. I can't remember. Keeper. Keeper, thank you. Uh, let's use, let's like just put this mushroom in a test tube with a little bit of your blood, shake it up, and see what happens. And sure shit. Potion! They done figured it the fuck out. Yeah. But instead of uh, grabbing, like, they tried, or they couldn't grab more mushrooms to make more potions. Like, they, I think they got, like, two vials out of it, like, two, like, yeah. shots of it. But they were going to get more. However, Big Bad Governor Mr. Uh, Kenjiro, uh, Kenjiro, Ru, Ru, anyways... Uh no sorry. The governor that's, of Imahama. I'm looking, I'm looking at I'm looking at my anime list. That's the voice actor's name. I was gonna say I'm like that doesn't sound right. Kurokawa. Kurokawa, yeah, Kurokawa. comes in on like a fucking blimp and is just like. Well, n- no, hang on. Describe it accurately, sir. A it is not with just like a, a blimp. manta ray attached to it, like a. No, it was ass. not. It was like one of those flat fish, like a flounder. It was one of those gross-looking like angler fish spread out with. Is? No, a manta ray is like, isn't a manta ray like a stingray? It's like a really pretty one. No, this thing was butt fugly. Like, that, it was gross. 
it like had like little sharp teeth and it had giant fucking turbines attached to it and it, it was disgusting are, looking. Is, depending on who you are, a manta ray ain't pretty either. But uh, hey, now flat is a flat worm looking thing. It was like a it's not a worm. It's a flat fish. We'll call it a tapeworm. It's not a tapeworm. It's like a flat. It's like a flounder. Was that not even near what a tapeworm is? Well, I'm floundering at your fucking description of this now. <laughs> Anywho, he's he's got like a fish worm looking thing that's completely flat, and on top of it is a goddamn freaking blimp. Uh, so Bisco's like, haha, I'm gonna shoot you down, see? And uh, his mushroom arrows just disintegrate essentially. Like they they land, mushrooms grow, and the mushrooms die instantly. So it's like it's got, I think the they said like antibacterial, yeah, spray. antibacterial spray on it, but it won't last forever. So. Bisco's trying to fight this blimp thing and just like, you know, to prevent it from taking the worm because they put fucking hooks in this bitch to be like, hey, we're going to take you away because we don't want you to make this potion and go to the government and be like, here you go. We're going to heal everybody. So, uh, yeah, they uh, Bisco and them have a fight and Bisco loses. This, well, Bisco doesn't necessarily lose. They just kind of take the worm and flee. Eh, no, he lost oh, because he got, the governor oh, shoots him with a rust bullet. Yeah, he got shot with a rust bullet, and then he, like, they technically lose, but he's not in, like, any mortal danger. Like the man's He's got just... rust! Well, what do you mean? You find he's out rusting. Later, you find out later in the episode, he's already had the rusting. He's already yeah. fucking as sicker than a dog. He's sicker than his sensei. He's sicker than freaking Pau. He's almost blind, and at this point, shooting on instinct. Like... The man is about to fucking die, and he takes a damn rust bullet, but he's still not in mortal danger. The man's like, all right, time to continue this venture. Yeah. And that's when... Like, that's part two. Yeah, that's that's part two. Part three is morning happens. Pao takes the two vials to back to the city so he she can go like give one to Sensei, and if he reacts well to it and you know becomes not sick... She'll take the other. She's still not. She's still skeptical about this mumbo jumbo magic. Well, except she actually gives her vial to Bisco, and that's where she gives her little like, "Hey, if you ever make it back to town, we can bump uglies." And he's yeah. like, "Do what now?" And she, and then Milo, Milo's like, "What are you talking about?" And she's like, "Oh, nothing. I just told him I'd kick your his ass if he touched you or harmed you." And then he's like, see you later, big boy. And then rides off on her motorcycle <laughs> to like this base or something. Yeah, the um, checkpoint. Uh, yes. And, I mean, skipping ahead, like we'll just finish out her part. She gets to a yeah. checkpoint and the guard standing out there is like a zombie looking. Like is it was a person. It was one of her people. And now it's a zombie type person. And the governor person, government official guy is just like, hey. Fuck you. We're not going to let you pass, and we're going to just put you on the firing range. And then before they could fire anything, they skip over to the rest of the episode, which is well, Bisco and Milo. What? Yeah, well, because the governor is basically like, I know you're trying to make it back to town uh, to oh, help I out this guy. Him. And they have they have Bisco's sensei. His name's Jobby, I think. But they have him. Yep. And yeah, then it transitions over at... I don't know when they got to this point, but like Bisco and, and Milo are staying in like this, like this is random ass house in the middle of a marsh. And uh, Milo kills this poor pig that dies in the most depressing way. This is really like, funny. 
he's hot. Basically, I was so sad. We were watching it, and I was like, is he going to kill that pig? And then he kills the pig, and I'm like, no! And Frank's just laughing at me. But, like, Milo's, like, pretending like he's asleep, and the pig's, like, sniffing him. And then all you see is Milo's eyes open, and it pans away, and you just hear the pig go, Well, no, you see Milo with a knife, like, swipe like this, and then it pans away to the pig just going, Yeah, Yeah, it was really sad. That's a fucking out-of-context clip. <laughs> but so that Bisco is gone, and Mila's like, "God damn it, <laughs> can't sit still for one second But a, a a message comes on the TV, and it's the governor, and we don't see what the TV like. You don't see what's happening on the TV. You just hear the audio, and you you're seeing Milo's face. But he's like, "Hey, I know uh, Bisco and Milo. You guys are still in this area. Uh, this is for you guys. You." You fucking degenerates. Um, Scallywags. You better come in and turn yourselves in. Otherwise, uh, we've got this. And you just see Milo's eyes just, like, go from these big happy balls of sunshine to, holy, what the fuck are you doing? Like, all seriousness, very scared. And you're like, oh, boy, I can't even imagine what's happening. And then the tone completely changed. Biscos goes back, and he's like, sorry, I left the crab was trying to mate with another crab and yeah, that, that's a whole other story. Hey, what you cooking? And Milo's like, Oh, nothing dear. Go ahead. Eat it. And Bisco's like, mm, I won't. Cause it's got sleep mushrooms in it. What's going on. And that's when we get the, the conflict between Milo and Bisco where Bisco's basically like, I'm going to go save your sister because um, I'm stronger than you and I'm better than you. And Milo's like, no, you're not. Cause you can't move and I don't want you to die. And Bisco's like, fuck you, and punches Milo. And Milo's like, fuck you. And Milo headbutts Bisco. And then they fight for a little bit, and that's when Milo decides, you know what? Or, like, Milo's about to be like, oh, I'm down and out for the count, and then stabs him with a fucking sleepy <laughs> yeah. stabber. And just... <laughs> I may not be strong, but I've got medicine on my side. <laughs> just stabs him. And which it was funny when we were watching, Frank was like, Oh, he probably stabbed him with the, the antidote. He probably gave him the, the antidote to cure his rust. And then you just see Bisco be like, What the fuck? and fall asleep. And I was like, I don't think that's the antidote. I think that's a sleep potion. <laughs> and sleep yeah, young so that, one. <laughs> so it's just shush, 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 shush. Close your eyes. But yeah, the episode ends basically with Milo turning into this total badass of like I'm going to ray down upon people. I will bring hellfire down upon you if you harm anyone, Bisco or my sister, but especially Bisco, because I like Bisco. I have feelings for Bisco. Bisco make me feel feelings. Now he makes want... me feel, and then... <laughs> and now I want biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will but say... It's... This show It's overall, incredible. Yeah, the show overall, I I'm really fucking enjoying the show. Like last week's episode was probably the weakest episode, and it was still very yeah. good. It was yeah. still a very good episode. Like we got a lot out of it. We got story, we got action, we we got progression. This show is giving us progression. I yeah. think that the fact that there is technically only one part out for manga. There's like seven light novels and four volumes out for the manga. Kind of like Mashoko Tensei then. No, no. But Mashoko has a ton of light novel- novels. Oh, yeah. It's like 19 plus light novels, which... Yeah, but more night, lo- night, lo- night light, novels. Light, light novels. novels than manga. Yeah, <laughs> but the manga like literally only goes up to like light novel seven. 
Okay, gotcha, gotcha. And they're like 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, what I mean is that there's still a significant amount of source material compared to the manga. Like, correct, correct, correct. Well, yeah. in this instance-ish, yeah. 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 But um, I, I'm i really enjoying this. I have a feeling that they're gonna. this is going to be kind of like a, a Chainsaw Man-esque thing where it's like once it ends, it's like that's the end of part one. Part two is going to start when? Who knows? Yeah. Because um, not really spoiler alert, but spoiler alert for Chainsaw Man the original run of the manga is done and at the very end it says end of part one yep like that doesn't give you any of the story which phenomenal story absolutely like, yeah to me that like knowing that this is a part one of god knows how many because the source material is still in its infancy in my opinion i have a feeling oh, yeah. that it's gonna end fucking batshit crazy i don't I like I think that Bisco survives. I don't know if Milo necessarily does by the end of this all. Yeah, we'll see. I just it, That would be that's I'm... that's my bold prediction of the week is that <laughs> at the end of the show, Bisco is still alive, but somebody close to him and I think it's either I know Sensei is probably long gone for this world, but I think even Milo as well is not long for this world. And if it's not Milo, it's definitely Pau. Yeah. Well, I mean, to your point about just the progression of the story, I, I am of the mindset that it's going to be whatever, whatever the creator of the show says is going to go. Like, I don't yeah. think we're going to get an issue of like them sort of spin tailing off and doing their own thing, because I don't know if we mentioned it early on or not, but we talked about it after the, we watched the episode. The studio that makes Bisco is a studio called Oz. This is their first like ever solo project. Like I think they've 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 done a lot of like like animation assistance with other studios, but like they haven't been the studio producing a show. Like this is their first solo production like animation where it's their show, and by God, is it incredible! Yep. So I, I doubt that it's going to be a situation where they're going to like sort of go off on their own and it turns like a full metal alchemist issue. I think we'll it'll probably stick with the source material, but that might be why, you know, we're getting the sense that you can kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel because this is about as far as the material has gone to. Like there this episode, like we got a lot of progression and I feel like we if there was enough source material. We could get more of that world building and whatnot, but because there yeah. is so little, I think that the story is going to end very abruptly and very quickly because this episode really had the urgency of setting up an end game of setting yeah. up. We're going back home for the final battle. And that final battle is going to be batshit crazy from those zombie people that we saw. So, yeah. It's it's gonna be interesting. This show to me is, God, like it, this is my number three show. Like honestly, it's it's anywhere for Demon Slayer, Mud Dud. It, it's one of those two shows can take one and two each and every week. Bisco because of how consistent it's it's been, and then Attack on Titan. Like don't get me yeah. wrong, Attack on Titan, it, Attack on Titan is phenomenal, but it's so inconsistent with its pacing. And everything else, like it, its pacing is just so poor right now that, like, it was like, hey, here's a drip feed of information. Here's just a d 
dump boatload of information. Here's a little more drip feed and some more domino building. It's so poorly paced that it's like when I'm watching Bisco, I can't help but think like, yeah, this show is batshit crazy. And normally it's just like, okay, like whatever, like this is turn your brain off and have fun. The show is so well paced and I'm actually really intrigued by the story and the world and all these characters that I like this show a shit ton more than I do Attack on Titan this season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's that it's the feeling of you know what you're going to get week in and week out with Bisco. It's going to yeah. be a crazy ride that's going to throw you for a loop. There's going to be a lot of just batshit crazy monsters. You're going to get some other little backstory pieces potentially with characters, but like, you know what to get attack and Titan. It's, it's hit or miss week in and week out. So, I mean, I'm in the same boat as you. Like I am a hundred percent demon slayer mud dud at the top. Bisco's for sure in the top three though. Yeah. And then for you, would it be like attack on Titan Akavi or would Akavi take attack on Titan? It's so hard. Cause I'm like, I'm on the slice of life train. So I want to say, I want to say Akabi, but I mean, Akabi is just like a girl gets a new friend every single week and it's just about their story. But the writing is beautiful. The The character development is superb. Again, I, I can go on and on about the animation style being just insanely gorgeous. Um, So it's just unfair. But I mean, if we're going to judge it based off of what's like the product so far for this season, I would put Attack on Titan as fifth right now. Damn. It's it's gotta it's gotta start moving along for me to really push it up there past some of the other shows that you know week in and week out I go in and I'm entertained from start to finish. Attack and Titan, I'm like, man, I can just hit the snooze on this if I really like, wanted I to. I can wait a week before I watch the next. Yeah, episode. yeah, yeah. I understand, but you guys, you out there listening to this, not waiting a week to listen to this, I we greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for uh, listening to our show. We record usually on Mondays. Today was Tuesday because I started a new, sh- new, new I started a new show yesterday. No, I started a new job yesterday. My the new show is- being my job. A Come join show. me and watch my me do job. my job. God, <laughs> no, I'm I'm not doing. <laughs> you imagine that. live streaming your job. Uh, yeah, no, not with all the like, <laughs> not necessarily NDAs, but like uh, privacy forms that I. Yeah, the sensitive no, information. The sensitive information, corporate secrets, all that jazz. Anywho, we're not going to talk about that. Fun stuff. Um, but thank you all for joining us this week. We greatly appreciate it. We hope you're having as much fun as we are because I feel like these last few weeks have been, they've been batshit crazy episodes. Like we we talk about the shows, but we just go off on a fucking tangent. That's what makes it fun. And yeah. I hope uh, I hope that you guys stick along this this long because oh boy, I thought this was gonna be a short episode. We're we're an hour sixteen minutes in. Oh boy. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's a long it's episode. Overlord. Yeah, you're welcome. Anywho, I'm gonna just round this out. We have a buy me a coffee if you want to support the show uh, over at Twitter.com. You can find our link for buy me a coffee that will go towards funding the servers that we use for uh, keeping our shows up on podcast services of your choosing. And if you like this, give us a like on Spotify and any other podcast uh, services that will allow you to like things. Also, tell uh, tell your, your family, your sister, your brother, your mother, your dad, that's your family, I guess, your friends, your cousins. Tell your uh, your local dog walker that about our show. They are remotely into anime and they just want to hear two batshit crazy people talk about anime. This is a good time for them. 
But uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So until next time, Spark Triumph. We'll see you then. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.